0: This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. That's patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Coming back at you. Hopefully, a more exciting podcast than the game we witnessed on Saturday. But before we get into that, John, how was your how was your weekend? How was your weekend
1: been? How was your week away from me? I'm sure it was glorious without me. It was. It wasn't glorious. I, some, <laughs> uh, somebody tweeted and said, "Why does this show sound like an NPR ass podcast with one person talking?" And I was like, "I'm both hurt and complimented at the same time." <laughs> Didn't really know what to do with that. So. To you, listener, hopefully this week it sounds less like NPR to you. Yes,
0: hopefully it's not just one person.
1: Those are normally those are very hard podcasts to make interesting.
0: You need someone to work off of; otherwise, it's just you talking to yourself, and you sound like a crazy person.
1: That's what I did. Yep,
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, John, you you kept the podcast going, which I appreciate. Um, I was away on vacation um, on the beach, relaxing, enjoying, and trying to trying to relax. Um, witnessing a bad game. DC game against Atlanta. Coming home say well they got a bad Chicago team so theoretically they should be able to beat this team and play well and play beautiful flat free flowing soccer and this is this the 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 Atlanta game was just they they had to rest Rooney they had to do something it was second game on turf and uh boy was it not that. Uh I would argue the team looked more dangerous against Atlanta than they did yep. against Chicago. Um they uh, it's I I mean it's uh, we come here week after week and it's like I'm trying to remember. Even the Cincinnati game, while it was a good four-one win result, something at least exciting. Even that felt kind of just like short-lived. Because then we got to the Atlanta game. Like I, I just can't. I, I'm out of ideas. This team needs help. The bench was laughably bad, and you, you can't even really like be mad at Olsen for not making any subs. Because who's who's he, he going to bring on? That's going to change up the 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 game. Uh, Chicago had those players. They're bad, but they had those players. Uh, you know, I thought when DC, when, uh, when went down for an injury and they actually brought in Durkin, I thought things actually started to pick up. Uh, then Chicago made two quick subs and DC was back on their heels again. So there's no game changers on this team. There's no person, there's no 60, 70 minute guy you can bring in. Um, and it's starting to get to the point where, you know, we're winding down the window. You know, we all, Assad is kind of out there as, you know, DC has the exclusive negotiating rights. I don't know why he would want to go to a train wreck of an organization like Orlando, um, though I guess they're getting a little better, or why he would go to Miami and then have to wait another season, like another four or five months when he hasn't played for eight to play. But I mean, I guess crazier things that have happened. Um, It's just it's kind of a malaise. It's just kind of it's everyone. No one's playing well, I would argue, maybe with the exception of Bill Hamid. Um, I thought Pines had a rough game. I mean, it's just a, ge- but it's a general sense of just everybody was average. There, there was no awful players out there. There was no great players. It was all just average. And when you have average with this team right now, you get you know zero zero. You get a point, a zero zero draw on the road, which on its surface is usually a good result. But uh, this team needs wins. Um, I don't know. Those are my kind of unfiltered. Random thoughts, John. Maybe you have a more organized opinion about this game. And no, opinion. I
1: think I, I I have been going about changing the way I watch DC United games, and I've started to take notes during games, to try to organize my thoughts a little better. And I wrote two thoughts on it, and then I just threw the pad on the ground and didn't take any <laughs> notes for the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, what, what do you say? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and and the notes were, oh, uh, Joseph Moore is on the bench. Uh, Lucas Rodriguez is a left-wing back. That'll be interesting. And then it was something like, this team can't pass right now. What's going on? And yeah. then I just threw it across the room. Um Junior Moreno looked okay yeah. of the of 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 the list. That's it. Um nobody else. I think it was it was weird. We have to hope. I haven't heard any news back on canals He definitely he had the look of a of a cracked rib or two, um, based on his mouthing I can't breathe and the way he came out off after 10 minutes. That would be not very good. Uh like I said to Trey on Twitter, at least that is the one position on the field in which there is a Relatively competent backup on the bench, that you would not feel too bad about having in the game. And and like you said, Chris Durkin put in a good shift. He was physical, uh, which is always sort of the the knock against him. His passing wasn't as good as it as it usually was. So it's kind of weird, like he almost not like he was consciously sacrificing one for the other, but he didn't bring both of those things. Wayne Rooney and uh, uh, Luciano Costa looked like they had just met each other again, which is which has been a pattern of this year, right? They uh, in the past it was. If they if they create distance between these two players, they can't work together. And now it's they have they're in proximity of each other. They could play one twos. They just aren't communicate. They're not the uh, the the, the non mind meld communication that was there last year is gone. It's just they don't they're not on the same page. And
0: I'm starting to think that the the honeymoon period with Wayne Rooney is starting to wear a little thin. I don't think you'll see him. Give up on the team. I don't think you'll see him give up, you know, just, just you know, pretty much just sulk around the field all day. Um, but I think he's I think he's having some frustration. Um, he can't take it out on the team. He's taking it out on the referees a lot, yep. kind of throwing his hand up, you know, pulling an Acosta, yelling about certain things. Um, I. He has looked, since his Wonder half field goal, he has been um, about as average as they come. Um, for this team. Um, and it's been, it's been a little frustrating to watch. Um, I think the magic has kind of run out and, and I mean, this is not going to him. He he's kept this team afloat. He's kept things. I mean, during the months of May, May and June, he was keeping this team afloat. This team would not be where it was without his, you know, w- without a timely free kick, a timely service, uh, or a timely goal. Um, and I guess he had the the couple goals against uh, Cincinnati. Um, but yep. other, other cool than there. yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, in my opinion, he's been average. He's just been kind of an average player out there. He makes some, you know, he had a great free kick uh, against Chicago. A little. A little uh uh it would have been incredible if he had made that um it it was definitely not it was w- savable, yeah, it was savable um for sure, but uh i mean still he 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 just doesn't look like it looks like the miles are kind of are wearing on him, and I think Ben knew that that's why he told him take a week yep. to rest up um and even then he comes back, he still didn't quite look, he looked like he still had some some tired legs, and I think that that's also contributing, they're starting to sub him out um where before they would not you know they would keep him rooted to the game. Now you're seeing them start to sub out. I think they're starting to realize they need to start to manage him a little bit better. Um I agree
1: with you about Acosta. Acosta looked pretty average. Um I mean He looked I, good. I want I want to say he looked pretty good in the first 30 45 minutes. He uh was playing very aggressively on defense. He was playing aggressive in the in in the uh in the forward pressure that the team likes to do. He had one great run where he was knocked down, kept dribbling as he was on the ground, and got up and went went with it, and had a that was probably one of their better opportunities to score. But it only lasts so long. You can only run at one hundred and ten percent for so long, or one hundred percent for so long. And by the second half, he was faded, and nothing was happening.
0: I mean, the team as a whole just looks they look they look very predictable.
1: Uh, You know, when I'm
0: watching them on the field, I know what pass they're going to make. I I can see it before it happens, and you know, and and I know what they're going to make. And if I know what what pass they're going to make. The entire defense, any competent defense, is going to know what kind of pass they're going to make, and I think that's that's what we that's that's honestly I think what we saw in this in this game was just it's slow moving it's it's they collect the ball they possess it they pass it around then they try to push forward and they just they they have no ability to translate any of the possession into actual you know bona fide chances, um, you know I I guess the question is you know where where I, I want to get this out of here cuz there's a lot of people there's blame flying around you know some of it's at Wayne Rooney some of it's at Acosta some of it's at other players some of it's on the coach some of it's on you know GM Dave Casper i guess where do you think most of the blame right now for how things have been kind of fall kind of kind of falls on who who would you if it's multiple people but who, like you can give me a percentage its percentage this person's fault um, what do you where, where do you fall on, on that on that spectrum?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's th- I would say it's 30% on Dave Casper for leaving empty roster spots open. For not, I don't know if he tried to move Zoltan at the beginning of the year. Uh, I know that he was trying to clear out other dead, dead weight with David Ostead, so there wasn't a, necessarily an option of waiving him. Uh, but we, we're, we're seeing us you know, not, not, nothing really, nothing really churning in the, in the transfer market. Now it could be 2017 again, and we could see three big. And I said, that I hope this three first 11 replacing players coming in at once out of nowhere with no lead time. At That'd least great.
0: At least people to challenge them because I think that's another thing too. It's like, there's no competition in the lineup. And I think that is leading to kind of a malaise amongst the players. I'm sure if you ask, no, I fight every game. I fight for every game, but I'm sure there's a sense of, I don't have to be thinking about whether I'm going to have my job next week. I know I'm going to have my job next week. Yep. And competition is always, always amongst roster spots. Is always creates
1: better play, um, for sure. And then I, I don't, I don't really want to put too much of it on. It's, it's always tough to tell about from a players to coaching perspective. Ben has tried, multi, he's tried more formations this year than he has in the past. They're, they're more unconventional than they have been in the past. They are partly driven by injuries and by the roster that is, that is in front of him. And sort of somewhat by necessity, but you know, he could have just stuck with four, four, two, or he could have just stuck with the with the with the previous formation, four, two, three, one. Um, but he didn't. He's trying other things. Um, you know, I, I don't know enough to say and, and everyone who criticizes him always just says, Oh, his tactics are boring and in the offense they look stagnant, so that's the coach's fault. Maybe, maybe it is. Other teams look better, so maybe that's the problem. Um, but the players themselves are not performing to last year's standard. Um, Wayne has the goals, but a lot of them are on penalties. He doesn't look as dangerous as he did before. Lucho has come in and out of looking engaged. He's had some games where he looks pretty good. He's had more games where he looks pretty bad. So that's a big that's a big those are two players that were seventy percent of your offense last year, performing under underwhelmingly. So Ariola's been probably better than he was last year more, more end product. Um, you know, played well enough to get, I think, some some international notice. The rest of the, the defense is fine. Like we're not really shipping goals. Bill yeah. Hamid is still good. We're the defense is relatively fine. Brian is having more moments of of of, of madness uh, in the second half of the season, or at least, you know, the second half of this first half of the season. But really that's not the problem. We're just not scoring goals and our mentality is bad. I guess the mental if we could say anything at all, the mentality is an issue. That Ben probably has to put his hands up for it. You would assume that that players could be self-motivating and be ready to go from the start, and you'd hope that they could be. But one of the things that the coach does, or and leadership on the team does, is do that, right? So that's 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 a failure. So thirty, I'll up it fifty percent on Casper for roster construction, twenty-five percent on Lucho and Wayne, and then twenty-five percent on Ben. That's how I do it. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty much. I would put. I would maybe tip a little bit less, I guess, maybe on Casper specifically, and maybe a little bit more, a little bit more on Ben Olsen, I guess, um, to a certain extent. Um, I could say ownership
1: too, I guess, other yeah. than Dave Casper. Depends on what the money situation looks like. We don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, at, at, at any rate, money, I guess, plays a certain role if you're talking about you know discretionary tam and things like that. But I mean, I mean, obviously the the inability to get Assad was was disappointing. Um, you know, part of that might have been a little bit out of their control, just based on what Ve- Velez was not being really you know cooperative and in, in trying to get that but that I mean that's a failure that's some person that you know you know if you're having Lucas Rodriguez and emil Assad competing for those spots maybe one of those guys steps up and we're, and we're talking about a different situation um so I mean definitely I would say I would go maybe 40 percent on Casper for roster construction and I would up Olson to and to 30 percent and the rest of the players to 30 uh, percent particularly you know, Acosta and Rooney. Um, both, you know, Rooney I think has still been good, um, but like I said, this he's hit he kind of a lull in the middle of the season, um, and Acosta has absolutely regressed um, as a player. He is not the same dominant force he was. Ariel has been good. Uh, R- Lucas Rodriguez has been good in spurts, um, but you know, it's it's kind of been, and and I don't necessarily blame I guess Olsen for his thinking, which is. You know, I'd rather, I need to just keep getting results. I need to keep, even if it's a draw, I'll just keep getting results with these injuries. Um, but at the same token, you would think, you know, we, we've been playing this, you know, this three-back formation really intermittently since the beginning of the season. You expect a little bit more. You expect them to be a little more familiar with it and how it's working. Um, and it, it doesn't seem like Olsen has really cons- concerned himself with actually putting forward a good offensive uh, offensive product from that. Um, and developing that and working with that. Um, and maybe, I don't know if it's training, I don't know if it's just, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, but I do know that, you know, he he's kind of hand-strung by, by the roster he has right now, and he's had a, there was a $750,000 hole in his in his lineup um, for the past few weeks. And, you know, Zoltan should be filled by a player who is, if not, starting for this team or competing for spots, and he's not. And so, you know, that's where you kind of fall a little bit more on Casper. So it, it's... It's just been a collective, and then it's just been bad luck. I mean, you have Mora break his jaw. He's out for four weeks. You have him come back get injured again. Um, now you're you're finally thinking this game, you know, I thought this game was gonna be we' were gonna have the full lineup. we were gonna see Mora, you know, brilliant, maybe brilliant or Pines burn bomb. Or Hara, we're going to have a first-choice lineup. We're going to play the way we've played that was so successful. And Moore has visa issues. So, you know, he didn't really practice because they're trying to get a green card probably to free up another international slot. Mm-hmm. So now you got to, you know, you're throwing out that weird lineup again. And then, of course, what happens in this game, Uh Kanaus might have broken his ribs. So I don't know how long that puts him out for. Uh So it, it's like it's just one thing right after another. I, I have given up any hope of this team having a full, healthy Eleven, like we saw in March, uh, when they were so dominant uh, to open up the season. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, this team needs, and if you're not going to be able to rely on that full eleven, um, you need to go out and get some players. And you need to get some guys that can maybe shake things up and and either wake up some guys already on the bench or, you know, guys like Acosta. Hey sign a attacking player, and he pl- performs well. And well, Acosta, your contract's running out, so uh, we're going to put you on the bench for the rest of the year because this guy's getting it done.
1: So it's it's got to be a results-based business at this point. So one thing, one strike against Ben is you look at Matias Almeida in San Jose, and you look at the, the ability of a coach to have an impact on a pretty mediocre roster with two or three really good additions, sure. Um, but he has everybody playing over they're over their ability at this point. Um and it's all it, you know some of its tactics but really a lot of it is mentality.
0: Yeah.
1: And 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 attitude and the way that he's able to motivate these players. So there's a, there's a reason why coaches don't stay where they are forever. If they're, particularly if they're not winning, if they're not Bill Belichick, it's because people stop listening to you mm-hmm. eventually. They stop hearing what you're saying and what you say stops meaning to, meaning anything anymore. It- and I think that this is going to be the
0: question. This is going to be absolutely the discussion when we head into the off season. Should DC it should DC cut ties with Ben Olson and go bring in somebody else? Um, and right now, that discussion is 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 pretty strong. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think they should do it right now. Um, I think definitely not now. Yeah, That'll obviously not now. Yeah, that would be just absolutely nuts and insane. Um it's not going to happen now. I know the, there's a lot of Olsen out people um who for some reason take joy out of a team out of a team they claim to support losing, which I never understand. Um I, I really don't get it. Um but I think this, you know, if this season keeps going the way it's going and this team, you know, if this team misses the playoffs, Olsen's gone. I mean, there's no question about it. He's he's gone. He's out. Possibly Dave Casper as well. Um, you know, unless Casper makes moves in the off season and then still not getting done, then you can maybe say, well, you know, Casper did make some moves to, to try to make a difference and Olson just couldn't, couldn't make the pieces fit together. So, uh, but you know, if this team goes one and out in the playoffs, you know, do, do you look at anything and say, well, you know, maybe it's time to, to look elsewhere. Yes. Uh, This team makes the conference semifinals and loses, you know, in that round. Do you still maybe look then? Well, maybe we can still get more out of this team. Yep. It's going to be a it's going to be a discussion for the offseason. It's certainly it's not. It's a discussion. I think you can still have uh, right now, but it's not one where you can say, I think Olsen should be gone right now because that's that's crazy and ridiculous and it not going to happen Um, (laughs) once we enter December. Then let's. Or phew, I keep forgetting. Like the playoffs are super early. Once we enter November, um, then that's going to be probably discussion number one, uh, for this team. Um, and if this team finishes fifth or sixth, unless they make a miracle run to the championship, uh, then I'm I'm gonna start saying that Olson probably when they need to look elsewhere because we have a very short window with Wayne Rooney. I'm I'm banking one more year. We got one more year and. Even then, I'm starting to doubt how effective he's going to be a
1: year older, um, because it looks like teams have started to kind of figure him out. So, unless unless there's going to be a major scale roster retool in this offseason with with significant amount of money involved, then I think if you're keeping these same players, there's no reason to keep them around for next year because we've seen what they can do at various stages with this coach and these tactics and these players. So we don't need to we don't need more of this. Um, so if they can't if they're if they're if, they're, if they miss the playoffs. For sure gone first round and out, probably gone beyond that. Maybe, you know, 50, 50.
0: I think honestly, even even if they say they win one playoff game and then they lose the next one, I still think, you know, I still think you have to look at possibly replacing Ben Olsen um, at that point, because that's not the, the you sign Wayne Rooney. You make all these. This has been sort of a a build starting from 2017. When they brought in Zoltan, they brought in Russell Knauss, and they brought in Polarila. This was the idea. We're going to start building, 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 building. My original thought was well, this is a team that's going to build, you know, alongside, you know, with Acosta, Rooney. They're going to sign a lot of young South American players. And then they made the big splash with Rooney, and I was like, "Oh nope! Now it's win now. You got to win now. You got to win next two three years. You got to be in the MLS Cup final, or at least a conference semifinal, or and really you got to win a championship because I mean that's that's the goal is is to win a championship when you're when you're building teams and building eras. It's not just to be." conference you know win the conference championship and lose an mls cup i mean if they go if if they end this whole era with rooney without winning a championship then this era was was not successful in my opinion i don't care if they make the mls cup finals the next two years it doesn't matter to me you need to put a trophy in the trophy case um and
1: so far into this uh, rooney era they have not done that so um, what if wayne rooney wasn't about winning what's that what about if what about if wayne rooney wasn't about winning at all and it was it was it was solely about we know that we need a centerpiece for this for this new stadium and this this new launch of the stadium. Think about the other money they spent. All right, they spent potentially three million dollars on Ariola. That's a lot of spend for them uh, for a not for a not really known player. Um, I, I think Zoltan was on, a, was on was on a free. Pretty much, yeah. Canals was basically on a free. Bill Hamid, they're playing, they're paying his loan fee, but he's not a, he's not a long term asset. He could go away next year at the end of the season. I mean, I, we 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 built we built this narrative around these moves as this is a team trying to win. Now they they spent this five million dollars or more. I'm sorry, how much do we remember what the what the total outlay on Wayne was? It it, it was five a it, year, right? It was it was five million a year, yeah. Which is which is a, a pretty big expenditure for 50, this. So 15 team total for the three-year span, I think, right? Yeah. Yep, correct. So, I mean, they knew they had to do that, and there's no there wasn't another player. I think now he. I think he outperformed expectations last year. I don't think they ever could have expected him to play that well. I I, I just try to think about if you look at the transfer window last summer, which was a disappointment, it was nothing. And we're looking at it so far and Ben is already sort of trying to, trying to lower expectations. He's like, we're not seeing another Wayne Rooney, which is obvious. We weren't going to see that, but it's more like, you know, we're going to add some pieces that will make this team a little bit better. And I think we're looking at a million Another another Lucas Rodriguez, I, I guess there was Lucas Rodriguez and there was um and there was Hara, which were another both loans, both potential buys at one and a half million. I think was was the number quoted. I'm just saying we we built this narrative around the fact that this team was all in, ready to win. That's why they spent on Wayne, and it wasn't just we need butts in these seats for this new stadium. Wayne will do it, and we'll we'll try to build a competent team around here. But we, MLS Cup is not really our aspiration because we look at Atlanta United, we look at Seattle, we look at LAFC team LA galaxy teams that are willing to spend real money. Their aspirations are obviously to, to, to win the final. That's that is, that is the goal. That's why you spend that much money. But may, maybe, maybe that maybe it's just, we want to make a competitive team and we needed to fill the seats.
0: Well, then my answer to that is then what the hell are you doing? Owning a sports team. If you're not in it to win a trophy and to win a championship. And it, it if that's the thinking I, 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 reject the, I guess I reject the notion you you in MLS you can't be che- you can't be overly cheap. You can't be, you know, spending just spending. You can't be Colorado. You can't just be relying on trading in the league, you know, gathering castoffs and building a successful team. DC was able to sort of be competitive doing that in 2014, but the league is just changing so quickly. Um, you know, I I, I think everybody read those comments. I mean, of, of course we're not going to go out. I, I and I don't want the team really to go out and sign you know another Wayne Rooney or another big player I'd much rather them you know sign a player at 2021 20, even if it's a loan deal with an option to buy I want them to be prepared to buy them if they're successful and they were prepared to go out and buy Emil Asad I think they'll be prepared to go out and buy Lucas Rodriguez as well um you know I want them to go do that I want them to go and 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 be willing to do that and I think that's what we've been seeing with this team um you know but this team needs if that's their thinking then uh, then they really, really have misjudged, and and you need to be competitive. You need to be playing for a playoff spot because anything can happen in the playoffs, and that's the beauty of MLS. Because the ultimate goal is to win MLS Cup. And I'm not expecting this team to be first, second, or third. I want them though when they line up against LAFC in an MLS Cup final, I want to know that they that they they've built something that can be successful and then and that can win it and that can ultimately win a championship. Um, you know, Atlanta didn't win a championship in their first year. You know they won it in their second year, um, but you know they didn't win it in their first year, and and even the playoffs are going to get more crazy. It's one-off games now, so it's even going to be. I guarantee you, it's going to be so wide open compared to how how it was uh, la- how it was last year. I mean, you're going to have crazy. I-, I won't be surprised if there'll be a crazy result too. I won't be surprised if LaFC goes out in their first game. I won't be surprised that you know they ride, they ride. Everybody's like they're unbeatable, they're unbeatable. And then suddenly, it's like they get to their first game and they slip up and they lose on penalties or something like that. Crazy stuff happens when you have one-off games like that. So, um,
1: I, I also want to be clear. I don't necessarily think I'm not. I'm not certain that that's the case. I'm just looking at what would what would just what, what would explain the rest of the team's behavior. And I think the fans expect them not just to be aiming to get into the playoffs and then let's roll the dice and see what happens. I think everyone's expectations are. Due to the past of the team, due to just the nature of being a fan, you want to see them really be going for it, and just saying like, "I'm aiming for that. I'm aiming for that seven spot. Let's get in that wild card game and see what happens, baby. Let's get weird. I'm willing to spend X amount of dollars, whatever the minimum amount of money I need to spend to get into that spot, and then we'll get lucky in there. And if we have an opportunity to sell, we will sell. I, I don't know. It's 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 about it's about it's about you know what your at what your aspirations are." what your pocketbook looks like and how that lines up with what your fans believe in that same space.
0: And I do think the team has in their head that they want to be, you know, an SC Dallas or they want to be a, what the New York Red Bulls have been able to do um, with their Academy. That's why they're investing a lot in this loud and United team um, already seeing some, some very promising players come through there. And I, and I like that as well. I like this idea of building a team. And there's a lot of talent that was in that Academy. That was, I felt being wasted because they were being loaned out to, to, to Richmond or they were being sent off somewhere else. And then, you know, you would never really hear from them again. Now they have an in-house location. You know, we sign up Academy kid. We can guarantee games right off the bat. Say you'll play at Loudon. You'll be playing under the same coaching staff. We'll be watching those games constantly, not feeling like you're being jettisoned off to some Island to, to gain experience. Um, so I, I think I think this team is is misguided if if this is their – if that's what they want to do if they just want to put butts in seats and just play competitively um then I think they're tor- horribly misguided and you know that works for you know that works certainly in 2018 because I think we were all just happy to see a product that was good that was fun to watch that was interesting to watch uh but you're already seeing you know with the the flow sports move and a lot of other things sort of outside the stadium still not quite finished uh you're seeing a lot of fans start to turn a little bit and Wayne Rooney's not going to not going to fix that um so you need to be out there trying to trying to keep up keep up with the Joneses and 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 be successful um
1: so this 2 months this this 2 month spread would turn any fan base to be a little bit a little bit cranky i think yeah is it, just, it already this is. has been this has been this has been tough to watch. This has been grueling as a, I mean, grueling for a team that had real realistic expectations and that was sitting near the top of the table and still somehow through just weird leveling of the Eastern conference and sort of miss and, and, and other teams not taking advantage still is right there. Still, yeah. is, still is in shouting distance. Yeah. But it's, it's starting to get
0: to the point where it's like, if they don't start picking up wins, they're going to start sliding fast. And the Chicago game was the first game where I actually thought in my head, I was like, this team could miss the playoffs. Yep. I mean, you got New England flying high. The Toronto FC just spent, just brought in three TAM level players in this transfer window. Yep. Um, you know that they're they're trying to improve. They're trying to get better. Uh, you've got New York with four. They have four games in hand. Four games in hand, and they are only one point uh, behind us. And they're uh, scoring for fun, like nobody's
1: business right now.
0: You have it. I mean, yesterday was probably the Chicago game was probably the best chance for DC to get a sort of uh to gain some points back from that loss in Atlanta and they couldn't take advantage of it, because Atlanta's flying right now. Um they're they're starting to figure it out. Pity Martinez is starting to get a little more confident though there's still some locker room things. And you know, New York's still right there. Um, you know, they've they struggled they had a bad loss to to uh to um to Columbus, but I mean they're still right there and those two games against New York, I those are gonna be high noon. This game against Philly is gonna be hugely crucial. Hugely crucial. Plan-
1: Atlanta gave up four game four goals on the weekend and yeah. lost yeah, on the road. True. Like it, like it just the difference between sort of the, the the gritty neutralizing soccer for the first eighty five minutes against DC United. Like, it was very wide open and different there again in that yeah. game.
0: I mean, truth truth be told, I mean. I guess uh, Philly is, 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 I guess, in a pretty safe position, I would say, uh, as far as that's concerned. But really other than that, I mean, there are eight teams right now that I think are viably shooting for the playoffs. They are Toronto, New England, Montreal, New York's, the New York teams, D.C., Atlanta and Philly. Um, maybe with the exception of, of Philly and, and some other and maybe Atlanta or, uh, and maybe New York just because they have so much so many games at hand, any one of those teams could fall out of, could fall off. Uh, even New England, who is flying right now. They're like seven zero and four since they hired Bruce Arena, um, even though they're flying right now. They they could easily just you know come up you know something goes wrong and suddenly they come up short. Um, so the, there's no guarantees right now. I think we all thought you know May June this team was definitely in the playoffs. Now it's starting to look like well a lot of these other teams are starting to pick it up. Even Montreal goes out and blasts Philly for nothing like out
1: of nowhere. <laughs> I mean everybody above that everybody above that line right now looks three times as good as DC United. Yeah. Absolutely, All of them. you yeah. you you would be crazy to bet on DC United against any of these teams, and the and the schedule coming up does not look easy no. for DC United. No, I mean
0: they got Philly I mean, they have Philly at home. They've got two games against New York. They got Seattle. They got LA Galaxy. I mean this this it, I I would say if there is no addition by this week. I would say I am I am willing to I would be if there was a if there was a line on DC not making the playoffs I would consider putting money on it honestly because yep. it,
1: it this team is going to start to sink fast so it would be it would be weird it would be very strange if this team all of a sudden on a dime with no player additions came on and started playing well again cuz it's they the it's always hard to look at a team that's playing poorly and think that they're close to connecting it. Right. It always looks worse than it is, I guess, because it just, when you, when you fail to connect, it's obvious, but when you connect, it's, you know, it's a little less easy to identify, but this team looks very far from being that team. It looks, it looks not close. It doesn't look like we're one game from it. The Cincinnati game feels more like an aberration than a path towards getting right. And that's, that's an indictment. Yeah.
0: It's, it's going to be rough. Um, And I'm hopeful I'm hope, I would love it if, if we got something during this podcast or even right after this podcast saying, Oh yeah, there's a new signing coming in. Um all right, we we've got about about thirty minutes here on that discussion. Um I guess we'll step back, we'll take a quick break, we come back, we got we'll cover uh, the spirit and loud and night reports. So stick around and listen to the RFK Refugees podcast. Welcome back to the RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted and John here. Back to talk, uh, to to prom, prom, go full promise on that, on the expanding coverage we got. And we got uh, Washington Spirit. We'll start with them right off the bat. Um, they finally have Mallory Pugh and uh, Rose Lavelle uh, back in the lineup and playing fully. And uh, they managed to get a one nothing victory over, uh, over the uh, Sky Blue FC, um, who somehow are still a team in, in the NWSL, I think, as a lot of people. Uh, I've talked about some of their problems, but um, I, I mean, I thought, you know, I thought Mallory Pugh especially played well in this game. I thought she finally, you know, she kind of, she's been kind of overshadowed. She was like the big player that, that, that <clears throat> the spirit brought in, the big draft pick, the Nung at the next level. And then Roosevelt goes and has an amazing, um, absolutely amazing world cup. And suddenly now she's the, she's the hot ticket. So um, I, I'm sure there's maybe a little bit of competition between the two, uh, but I thought uh, Mallory Pugh looked excellent in this game. She was all over the place, making passes, connecting, um, almost generated. I think a goal or two. Or I think she got the ball, took it to the middle circle, and just whipped a shot um, that went just wide. Um, but uh, but yeah, good to have them back and, and good to see them playing. Uh, any thoughts you have on on the games?
1: Yeah, it was it was fun to watch Lavelle play for her club team. Um, she is uh, her her range of passing, I think, was missing in, in the two games before she came back. Uh, there were not a lot of chances being created, uh, so it was good to see her. She she has a very uh, good ability at finding players on the back post. It happened two or three or four times. She's not a selfish player whatsoever, and that's sort of that's been that's been the 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 book on her is that she's all about getting other players involved. And that's why her goal t- goal tallies tallies tend not to be very high. Um, good for, a couple small things. Good th- good for New Jersey. Uh, they they have set a second largest crowd. And uh, their in their team history, they lost one nothing, and they also lost one nothing again on Wednesday, which is not great for them. Uh, the teams at the top of, of this league are are there's a pretty. I know when I talked last week uh, about about the NWSL, I said that it seems like teams at the bottom could beat the teams at the top at any time, and that's still relatively true. But the but the skill Sorry, level that's... at uh, at North Carolina and the skill level in uh, in Portland are very high, uh, and Tacoma, the rain are just injured to death at the moment. That's their real problem. they I think they are like down eleven or twelve players, so that's the real challenge for them. <laughs> they, it's hard to compete when you're that banged up. Uh, but uh, those other, North Carolina is just a completely dominant team. Chicago as well. Those are the, those are really the, the the cream of the crop. Washington is competing. They are, I think, they overperformed in the first half of the season and got to where they were without their World Cup players. Um, they're they're sort of maybe a little bit cooler than they were beforehand but it's good for them to get the win well they um, were
0: they were one of the few teams i think that was not i mean they, they lost Mallory pew and roosevelt who are huge players uh, for them i mean don't get me wrong but a lot of other teams i think were and i, I think they had Sh- Shanae, um cheyenne williams as well
1: yeah they also lost chloe lagarzo they also lost amy harrison so yeah um,
0: they, i guess they had some players gone but I, I feel like i feel like a like when you're missing when this when you know when sky blue fc is missing carly lloyd that's that's a big 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 hole they have to fill Um, And and credit to them, I think, for for building a very balanced lineup that could compete through that break. Um, And they I think they were at top of the table at one point. I think things have kind of leveled out um, a little bit, but I know they were top of the table at one point and and they're right in the thick of things. They're holding on to that fourth spot um, in the playoffs. So and and they certainly have a chance to to make a run for either the top two or 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 certainly uh, surpass uh, Chicago um, in that in that third spot.
1: Yeah. They apparently, so they're they're, there. They will play Chicago. The next game is against Chicago on the second. That is a, that's a tough, that's a tough ask. Um, Sam Kerr is seemingly unstoppable right now. She scores for fun. Um, The, the defense uh, on spirit is a very young squad Uh, will have to really outperform their normal performance to be able to keep her off the score sheet. So I, I would not anticipate three points being a given. In this game, I think that they, I think I'm pretty sure it's a home game, Um, but I I would not be as optimistic as I was about them getting three points as I was against New Jersey. Um, Overall, though, overall, glad Lavelle made it through full ninety, which I thought was not going to happen in the case in her first game back. Um, This team is pretty deep from an attacking perspective. uh, They seem to cycle. They've they've got five. They've got five or six good midfielders that they can sort of just rotate at will. which is very promising. Andy Sullivan is a, is an excellent player to have just missed the world cup. Uh, Washington is lucky to have her, um, you know, really, really trying to stick it to Jill Ellis. I think. Yeah. By the way, the game, the game against the courage is on the road. It'll be in Cary
0: uh, at oh. the, uh, wake med soccer park. So, uh, it will be a road game, tough game. And also they, they'll have crystal Dunn there, um, who I still miss in a Washington spirit uniform because she was so, so much fun to watch. Um, so I'll definitely be checking, definitely be, be checking out and watching that game.
1: um And and I was telling you, Ted, and this is true. I like NWSL more than MLS right now. It is more engaging to me. I think it's also fun because it's so much more for me to learn because I'm starting from such a low point. Yeah. Um, But it you can you get to watch all the games. There aren't too many of them because there's only what you don't have to pay seventy dollars a year for a internet package to watch it. You don't. It's free. Uh, But there's just you could you could literally watch all the games in a weekend and not have your wife divorce you because you've spent. Thirty-seven hours watching television—it's it's manageable. Yeah, and I'd like to see the league grow, but it the, the the quality of play is fantastic. The officiating is horrible. Yeah, the officiating is extremely bad, and I I feel bad for them because there are some weird things. There was an indirect free. There was a there was a there was a foul right outside the box that got called as a indirect free kick in the box because they said it was an illegal pass back to the goalie. It, the 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 announcing crew was just like, I do not know what just happened this is this is not right in any format um, <laughs> there was no red there were no cards there were no cards issued it was just an indirect free kick in the box anyway it, the problem is it. Is, it, is is the there's no pro involvement with the NWSL.
0: At least i don't believe there is and and so these the top referees go to mls and then wh- whoever's left goes to uh, goes to to the NW sale and we've all seen you know the wonders of Ted Uncle in MLS. So God, think a level below that. Um, they got to fix this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is this is not fair. This is not fair to the level of talent that they have in this league. It, this is these are the best players in the world, and the, the, these these refs are very very poor. So if you're not watching this, please give your chance, Give yourself an opportunity to at least watch you know one or two of these games. Watch the game of the week, if nothing else. Um, I, I promise you the quality is very, very, very good. Um, I, you know, and if you're already watching it, you're like, well, way to go, way to be on time there, jerk seven years late. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of people that are like, like, that are like us that are just sort of really giving the, giving the chance to this league that they should have given a long time ago. And they're impressed.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I had kind of one, I guess one, I sort of kind of had one eye on it. I'm really hoping that next season they're on like ESPN plus. Um, or, or some sort of format like that um, I'm hopeful that the World Cup bump and everything like that they can get on a platform like that and it, it's it, it'll be right there where I can watch it because Yahoo sports the, the interface for their app on Apple TV is bad it's very difficult to figure out what games are next um, it, it needs to be on a platform like I've grown to love ESPN because I can just I can select soccer and I can just search through what's what's coming up for the next day. And it's super easy and super convenient. Um, so I'm really hopeful that something not only happens is this, this ESPN deal is not just all right for half the season while ESPN tries to, to bank in, um, you know, from the, from the world cup. I hope they actually say, you know what, we're going to make a concerted effort. You know, we're going to put this on our ESPN plus platform. Um, you know, we're going to give it the time and the energy for it to, to grow and, and be a little more successful. Um,
1: Rose Lavelle and Mallory Pugh at Nats Park right now uh, before the game. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it's, One hundred thousand degrees, and there's like two people in the stands, but still.
0: Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris were were there uh, a few games ago too. I think Allie Krieger was throwing out the first pitch. Um, Ashlyn Harris's
1: Instagram is still amazingly fun to watch, uh, even post World Cup. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces that you guys should look at if you're interested in this. Steve Goff had a piece recently about sort of what next for nwsl the equalizer has a which is a focuses on the women's game had another piece that sort of said what what do we need next uh to make this continue to happen um it's it's a really it's interesting it seems like it's a league right on the cusp um of, of something else of, of growth and it's fun to watch that sort of Sort of be fun to be a part of that transition and also very gratifying. I assume for all the longtime fans who have suffered through really anonymity in a lot of times with it, at least for the national media perspective.
0: Yeah. It's, it's either on the cusp of growth or it's on the cusp of like falling apart. apart. It's, it's, it's kind of riding that weird line right now. I mean, they're very much reliant on us soccer, kind of holding, holding things up, um, kind of holding, propping the league up for, for a while. Um, and, and, I think there's definitely seems like maybe there's a concerted effort to, you know, to to get it pushed along. And, and I will contend to this day, I think the NWSL coming back is a large part of why the U.S. Uh, national team started to get a lot better. Because, I mean, there was a time frame from 2000, since 99, you know, where there was kind of league after league kind of starting and folding. There was kind of a time period where the the U.S., the women's team was was good. They were still up there with the best. But, I mean, they were just getting, you know, beaten around, you know, once they got to, like, the quarterfinals and semifinals. And I think having that professional league finally, you know, getting started and getting going – you know, gives these players an outlet to play or they can at least play on a professional team. They can play week in and week out. And I think it made the whole national team better. And it's why I think they're, they, they're back-to-back champions, uh, which is a very tough thing to do in a World Cup. Any World Cup team, it's tough. It, it's a very tough thing to do to be consistently good for eight years um, because there's there, that's a huge generational turnover. Um yeah, uh, so go out watch the Spirit on Friday, seven o'clock. Uh, it's on Yahoo Sports, uh, or you, if you're so inclined, drive to Cary, North Carolina. Uh, and you
1: can also watch it if you're local on uh, NBC Sports Washington, or if you're a weirdo that has Monumental Sports Network as a subscription, or you have stolen said subscription from someone who used to work in the Wizards. Um, you could also find it on there as a as a streaming solution. Just a FYI for the listeners. Wow,
0: they're they're on like more platforms.
1: They are wow. on many more platforms than
0: DC United. Wow, Indeed. that's crazy. Indeed. Uh, yeah, to, I think the, I'll have to check see if this game's on NBC Sports because I have used the NBC Sports app, and I can watch on the NBC Sports Washington. So I'll have to see. I hope it, hopefully they have that on there like they do for Capitals and, uh, and Wizards games. Um, let's talk Loudoun. Let's uh, shift focus a little bit. Let's talk about DC's uh, USL team, Loudoun United, uh, getting off to uh, an impressive 3-0 victory. They are uh, infinitely more fun to watch right now than dc i'm hopeful once they move to their own stadium maybe the atmosphere will be a little bit better um because it plays it'll them help
1: both. to not have 600 fans in attendance yeah
0: yeah yeah it will, it will help i'm curious i'm very curious what the attendance is going to be like I'll, I'll be uh i think we're gonna have somebody come on and talk a little bit about the experience at the stadium so i'll be very curious when that stadium opens what's the attendance like are people coming out you know or is it people don't care uh kind of what the what the mood is but um
1: I'll actually be there opening night. Greg, Gregory Koch will, in fact, not be there opening night. He was going to be our correspondent. He'll be on later. But I will be there opening night with my friend Nancy, so I can give you the, the, the Tegra the Tegra Stadium uh, reporting <laughs> St- or whatever. Is
0: it Stegra or is it Tegra?
1: I think it's, I don't know. Anyway. I, I just know that it sounds like Sega in my head, but now I've forgotten the exact spelling. <laughs> oh, man, now you got, like, the, the Sega theme. Like, That's what I was just saying. Like, Se- Sega.
0: Anyway. Exactly that. <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk about the game. Uh, the uh, Kickers welcomed a very, very, I'm sorry, the Kickers, wow. Man, Kickers. Uh, Loudoun United welcomed a very, very tough uh, Louisville uh, city side with uh, a bunch of former Kickers players I watched. There's Brian O'Mby there and uh, George Davis the III. Um, former players of the kickers glory days when they would just beat everybody. And it was, it was fun to watch. Um, but, uh, they, I thought they were going to get overrun in this game. I watched yep. like the first, like 40, like 30, 20 minutes or so. Uh, but they get a quick goal on the counter. Um, they uh, came from, was that Bustamante? I think got the yep, goal. Very yep, good yep.
1: goal. First, first professional goal for Antonio Bustamante.
0: Yeah, a very good goal for him. Good to see him scoring too. He, he was, uh, another signing, uh, Loney to, to loud United. Um, and uh so a great you know great goal from him um and uh then uh i think uh gordon uh was it uh gore was it wild i think Who, no no
1: it was someone for the score is the score elvis amo scored who's a new player uh he played he was discovered in the u23s apparently for dc united he has been played in like Ghana and i think maybe also in asia for for like 5 minutes so that was a new signing and then uh, the 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 real uh moses nyman scored who you should be watching. You should be paying attention to him. He's 15 years old. Uh, his goal was sort of a tap in, but he created Elvis's goal. Yeah. Although it says unassisted, but I think that because there was somebody touched the ball in between, but it was his creation. Um, and and that's kind of been the fun thing to watch with this like Loudon team is you're just
0: seeing just how good DC's Academy is. I mean, there's a 15 year old going into, I mean, it's USL. It's not MLS. Like he's stepping into MLS and, and lighting it up, but he's still going to a professional with full-time professional players. You know, guys who have been who have played professional soccer for years, and just making them kind of look like fools. They were the benefit of a red card in the 30th minute. Um, I think uh, it was a consulting of the of the AR in that situation, and they played very much, I thought, kind of a very counter style game, um, even after that. I know Louisville after even after the red card, Louisville generated a bunch of chances. I don't think they scored until
1: about the 83rd minute. So. Yeah, yeah, shots were 18 to 16 for Loudon, possession was 50.1 to 49.9. So, despite being a man down uh until the last 5 minutes, they were making this game, very it was very edgy. And also the red card I don't want to say it was soft, but it was not bang on. Uh it, you know, it, it was in, in pure terms a denial of clear goal scoring opportunity, but he didn't really take him out very. It wasn't a very hard contact. Um there there so the other thing I sort of want to talk about them. Did you, you want to take any more specific about the game? Um, nothing, nothing I could think of right now. Just a, a solid three nothing victory,
0: and good to see them kind of climbing up the standings. Maybe they'll make the playoffs in their first year, which would have been crazy to think about, <laughs> considering uh, considering how how soon this team started um, from the beginning
1: from the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, I think the other thing to note is that Loudon has been making some moves in the past couple weeks, um, signing some players that have more experience, getting rid of some other players uh, that were brought in. They they, they jettison four of their international players that they brought on at the beginning of the season who weren't getting a lot of time. Uh, They signed in the last two weeks, Alexis Cerritos, former DC United youth player, Elvis Amo. Again, I've already mentioned that before. Uh, Um, Son of Ronald Cerritos, by the way, for you long time MLS fans. There you go. MLS MLS fans. Um, And also they, so they loaned out um, Shinya Kidono to Tormenta. So you'll probably see them down there in Richmond, uh, Ted. And he scored in his first game. So that's cool for him. Uh, it's a good opportunity. I don't know. If he made it sound on his Instagram like he's gone now forever, but it's a loan. I, I don't understand the loaning structure within uh, USL. I think that's probably something it's not worth getting into. Um, but it appears that the team is doing two things. It's one, it's making sure that its hyper talented youth players are getting as many minutes as possible, and then the USL quality players around them they're bringing in potentially have a little bit more of a of a of a uh, pedigree, uh, Carlos Alvarez was brought in. Uh, he he was a former, I believe, found from Chivas United or Chivas USA rather, from yes. forever ago. Yeah. Um. So so the, I think I think that they're they're being smart about it. They at the beginning of the, se- the season was the the players were sort of put together as quickly as possible and on so someone on the cheap, uh, and now they're realizing that they they can have some the, some degree of success in entertaining soccer, giving the youth players that they needed to give minutes minutes. Now that they're all out of their <clears throat> all out of their U nineteen U seventeen seasons, uh, go ahead. Well, I think I think it's been kind of a change a change in philosophy
0: from from Ryan Martin versus versus uh, um, Richie Williams in the sense that I think Richie Williams was all about he I think he wanted to win he wanted to put together a roster of what he thought was the most talented players. To win games to to win his next job. Um and I think the fact that he left so quickly for New England um I think shows that he was he was using this as an idea for him to move on to his next job. Um and that's you know, hey, that's you know, that's probably what, what you do as a coach, and it worked. It worked for him and, and happy for him. But I, I'm I'm very much excited that they've brought in Ryan Martin and he seems to have have a very, very different idea of what he wants this team to be. I think it's more in line of what I think Dave Casper would want this team to be, and I think what um, what the ownership should want it to be, and I think what fans want it to be. You know, we want to see we we want to we want to be able to walk into games and do what New York does, which you know they got like a huge stretch of games. They throw out their USL guys um, and they hold their own, and sometimes pick up wins and results with guys you probably have never heard of, um, and they do that very well. And I think that's that's the dream that that uh, that Casper has with this with this. Um, And, you know, as much as everybody wants to complain about the Marseille game, I mean, it was a good, I guess, a good experience for some of those players to go out against a a top quality side Um, and rough to watch, though. It It was it was it was rough to watch. And there are a lot of people out there complaining about it. I, I saw somebody post a highlight from a game against Chelsea where I think we played like a top pretty close to a top level lineup. I am glad we are beyond that point personally yeah, who cares if, who if cares we're going to have that? these games i do not want acosta Ariola, any player <laughs> any player who is getting regular minutes to be any within anything close to this game and people are getting kind of oh, all i think it's it's sort of a compounding frustration but anyway i won't, I won't get into that game we didn't talk about the marseille game because it really wasn't worth nothing worth talking nope. about
1: other but, than i got to eat, i had too many hot dogs in the Eagle Bank Club. Yes. Um, and it was it was a mistake on my part. You can't eat too many hot dogs, and the number <laughs> is... Uh, I don't want to get into the number. <laughs> don't get into the number. Don't but do it's that. More than, it's more than two, less than ten. Somewhere yeah. in that range. Um, yeah, uh, whatever. That game sucked. Caring, caring about how we do against those international teams is dumb. Now, would it be nice to not have to pay for those games and like have them not be part of my season tickets because those games don't matter and who cares? Yeah, probably. It would be okay. Uh, but I'm not going to get worked, over, worked up over it. It's Imagine when you can be mad about this team's MLS performance. Imagine getting mad how they do in a, in a friendly. <laughs> There's so much more to be mad about right now. Um, all
0: right, before we get into some of your Twitter questions, we do have some. There have been some roster, I guess, dangling feet in the water type roster moves. Obviously, the uh, signing of Gordon Wild, um, which is uh, kind of a depth tight move I'm, I'm not really sure i guess they're thinking there he's a lot he's a dc player they've, they've signed him to a dc contract but he's going to play mostly loudon i think this is more of a well we can put him on our loudon roster he gets to move closer to home maybe a change of scenery and, and he develops into something maybe next year or down the road um i don't know if this was really a move for this year or to you know supplant you know quincy americo at this point um, and certainly not something to supplant Wayne Rooney. So, and apparently they have different philosophies on where he wants to play. I thought he would be more of an attacking forward.
1: All uh, over the place. He plays. He's apparently a Swiss Army knife. As far as uh, he plays in, he plays in the wing on the wings. He plays in the middle. He's a shuttler. He's an offensive player, and he was a forward in college. So everywhere but goalie and center back, basically. Yeah. And uh, of course, the, the, by
0: signing him, the team had to say goodbye. They have waived uh, Akeem Ward. Um, probably, I, I I do think he was kind of a. He wasn't certainly wasn't didn't look like he was ready now to be out there on the field playing for DC. And the team made a whole bunch of wingback moves, so he he's kind of a, a luxury player at that at that position. So and he's probably the only one of the few players they could probably waive um, based on his contract. Um, I think the the idea is that he he goes to waivers. If anyone's interested in MLS, team has picked him up. They pick up his MLS contract. He moves over there. If not, he still has his USL contract. And he may he may look elsewhere at some point. Uh, he may look towards a team that actually is interested in keeping him, you know, either, you know, on a trial with an MLS team or on a, um, on, uh, with a USL team or something, or something. On, in,
1: on Instagram, he posted pictures, uh, of a plane flight to Europe. So I think he's got another opportunity in hand.
0: Yeah. And that might be why they waived him too. Um, cause yep. they just wanted to, to, to just, um, just offshoot him, offshoot him to another team. Um, I guess we should mention um, uh, there has there have been some sort of unsubstantiated reports about what Yamil Assad's status is. Um, basically, I mean it's pretty much the same as always. It's he's on a free, he might sign, who knows? Um, but until we hear otherwise, there's really nothing new on that front. So, all you people asking about Yamil Assad, we have no new information on Yamil Assad. <laughs> all right yep. let's get let's get to some listener questions and this one's been requested by Gregory Koch for weeks so here you go Greg uh
1: go ahead I got fired it. away yep. it away John if you could turn any opposing player into a potato then eat the potato who would you turn into a potato and how would you eat the potato alternatively you could turn a DC United player into a potato but then they don't get to play anymore is this a way to get rid of Chris McCann <clears throat> uh okay um what are your favorite ways to eat potatoes uh, you Like
0: french fries I guess as French fries, sure. Who doesn't do like?
1: like? Oh, I mean, I I would say Waffle House hash browns. Yeah, yeah, my well, that could be it. But I I'm I'm a I'm a fry person. Okay, I enjoy
0: I enjoy a good plate of fries. So we need to know the
1: how. Now we need to find out <laughs> the who. The who opposing player, so non DC United player, or you can go DC United if you want to get rid of somebody. But uh, I think we go opposing player. I would go
0: Zlatan because Ooh. he would probably make some of like some meat. Like he he thinks of himself so highly. So he probably make like some mean French fries that would like kick me in the stomach or something like after I eat them. So maybe that's not the best thing to do, but I'll go with him um, for sure.
1: I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, Nick Romando, I would make Nick Romando into waffle Waffle House hash browns uh, scattered with peppers um, because he's old and I don't know, man. I got I I Greg. <laughs> Gregory, I, I we love you, man. These questions are—we need drugs. If you're gonna send us drugs, and then we can answer these questions, <laughs> we'll probably be a lot better at this. So just k- keep that in mind. Um, but I, yeah, Nick Raimondo and uh, Zlatan. Let's go. Let's go on to the other uh, less potatoy questions. You read the names. <laughs> yep, I gotta get up to them. I gotta scroll. Well, 30 oh, miles I have up. an
0: e- I have an easy one. Um, I have NEM um, at. Um, Hoya Nick uh, says, Rooney refused interview requests last week per Goff's article. Is the honeymoon over? Is he avoiding the media? Otherwise, uh, his answers would make it clear that he's disappointed by the quality of the bench, etc. Uh, very much a leading question there. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I guess, did he refuse? I, I don't know how much you want to read into. I, I think
1: sometimes thing people in sports read into too much with certain questions and Certain, but certain actions. When you read, when you read through a spokesman, refuse comment. Uh, when he has never, to any of our knowledge, re- backed away from a microphone since he's been here. I don't know what it would be. I don't know why necessarily. I know that he said now twice. Well, uh, they said that would be bringing more players, so I'm sure that they will be doing that. Other than that, I could see him maybe getting upset about sort of being sold a project, uh, and then maybe not seeing that project come to fruition, perhaps. But other than that. There was an article in the Daily Mail about his wife um, making him move back to England when his career's is done uh, in a year because she hates it here and she wants her kids in familiar surroundings. But if I could think of any less less dependable and uh, data that you'd less want to form a larger conclusion based on, it might be the British tabloids. So, yeah,
0: I, I'm not putting much trust in the British tabloid, British tabloid, usually a good policy.
1: Yeah. I mean, until until we start seeing anything
0: public or anything lashing out. I, I think he met, may, he, maybe he's holding off a little bit and to see what the team brings in in the off season. Um, I, you know, I think winning on the field kind of can, can paper over a lot. Um, so if they get back to that, then I think things uh, will be fine under the water and he still has the contract. So he's still got to be here another year. So, um,
1: Ryan Martin, I'm not sure if you listen to the podcast, I know you follow the show. Uh, if you could come on the podcast and tell us why Jan- John, Hackworth was yelling at you at the end of the podcast, all right. At the end of the game. I would uh, really appreciate it. So think about that.
0: It, it, um, I, I have an answer to that. His name is
1: John Hackworth, and he's always been that way. So okay. that, that's my answer. Oh, I wonder what he said, though. He seemed <laughs> he was very agitated. Um, at, Z's, at ZZ Average Geek says, Watching the Loudon game, the turf looks awful. Center near the camera looks really bad. I've been to Audi Field a lot in the last couple of weeks, and the pitch does look horrible. Uh, they're supposedly replacing the entire thing um, now, potentially now, after this Loudon game. Uh, so it was needed. So I'm glad that that's done, yeah, or is I mean, being happening?
0: I would say it looks bad. I don't know if it necessarily. I mean, my biggest thing: well, how
1: does it play? Big um, divots. I, 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 at the uh, the the League One tournament players were kicking up giant clumps all over the place yeah. and, and falling over. So I, I think the I think it's been overtaxed. Something to think about when XFL comes next year. They might be replacing the f- the field more than once a year. We're which being. Seems like we're being followed by XFL chalk talk. I saw but. that. I saw
0: that. I got so excited. <laughs> we have nothing to add other than other than maybe they want to ask us about Audi Field. And, and I will. I like.
1: will go see a game though. So if they want to, if they want to have me as a guest, I will go to a game. Absolutely, uh, because it will be funny. Uh,
0: Don uh, at, at SMC Ultra says chances uh, Gringo Torres sees the field for DC this year. I think he, whether he signs depends on what what Casper brings in. Um, I think he is there. He is there right now, trialing as insurance. Um, if there is a spot that hasn't been filled yet, and they need and and they need it filled, uh, then he will be there. Um, and particularly if they if I think he's also there in case Moore's green card doesn't quite get done before the transfer break because he, he would qualify as an American um, so he would not take up an international roster spot so uh, if, if I, that's what I think the, the the Torres move is is very much that it's a we need to have a backup plan in case we either can't get Assad or we can't get Assad and another player that we want because we don't have the international slots by the time the break comes around and we can't get an agreement done and he, he's our best option. Um, but things are very, very quiet on the transfer front, so I would say chances. I will, I'm gonna go in and say 50
1: that he that he's out there. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yes. I have nothing else to add. I think that's uh, uh, that's the case. Sorry, um, uh, Brendan Cartwright says, uh, "Do you think Zoltan will make it back to the Hungarian national team?" As not a big-time fan of the Hungarian national team, I don't necessarily know what the quality is. I don't think so. I think I think he's probably I think he's probably broncoed himself out of the national team, similar to the Montenegrin who uh, got in a couple games once he came here, and then when he left, uh, he was basically dead to the world. Yeah. I think he played two more seasons or one more season in uh, in Vienna, but that was pretty much it.
0: I, I will say Zoltan is I think twenty eight twenty nine, um, and the the Hung, you know I mean I suppose you could say the same for the Montenegrin national team, uh, but the Hungarian national team is not exactly world power in in europe uh so i would i think they made the world cup way way back when um i would hedge that maybe a little bit better the fact that he can you know if he has a good season he can get himself back in there um but i would tend to believe what
1: you say i I don't i don't know if he'll be back um in that in that fold Uh, at kyle pollock or kyle pollock at give me my foot he says should i renew my season tickets i'm leaning towards no um where do you stand? I, I'm curious. Where do you are you are you going to do it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to. I'm I'm 97 sure that I will renew. It, um, if you didn't have a podcast, if you did not have to do a weekly podcast, would you still renew? I do. I I I have a real I have a real relationship with watching this team play. I have, it, it 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 is important to me. Um, even if we didn't have this podcast, even if this team was worse than they are, I enjoy everything about it. I enjoy being there. I enjoy this time with my wife. I enjoy watching live soccer. This team as annoying and on inspiring as it is most of the time means a lot to me. So I probably, and I have the means at the moment uh, and uh, you know, n- not uh, not so many other um, commitments that it's really impossible to do. Um, so yeah, I, you know, and I talked a big game to my ticket rep about like me being mad about stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to renew or not. And then, I was looking at like the prices for different like upgraded sect- sections of the, of the stadium. So not only am I going to upgrade, but I'm probably <laughs> going to get better seats. There you go. And I'll be there on Saturday.
0: Uh, I will, or Sunday. Sorry to for Philly. Cool. And I'm not buying season tickets because it doesn't make sense for me. That too. would
1: be insane for you to do.
0: Yeah. Well, someone my friend of mine does do it. He buys the season tickets, but he's he, crazy. He has more disposable income and he does not. He is not married and he is single. So that'll kinda, do it. That makes it. That, that makes it make sense. <laughs> um you give me the next one this is i think it's from dan
1: i don't i don't see it
0: oh dan uh Duggan dan duckinson i'll go ahead and say it uh i don't have a question but i just saw the video for the first time why isn't quincy miracle i have a dc show quincy time bro conspiracy um apps i would agree with you 100 uh, percent. i think he needs his own show uh, i looked really good it seemed like he was really trying to motivate people which is good um during the marseille game yes that was that was his strong suit uh, David has, says uh, re- reward the mediocre. maybe the second decade will be better than Casper's first. I think he's done it better. I really do think he's once he had a team with a little more backing, a little more reason to spend money, I think he's done a little bit of better better job. Um, EGS1 one. one, one, one. Uh, will DC United sign anyone who isn't a free transfer? Um, I think it, chances are they probably bring Emil Assad, um, who they already signed to sign tried to sign um, off of a transfer um and bring bring him in as a free transfer i i think you know that that's we'll we'll see what happens uh hopefully another shoe drops uh with that and and hopefully they do spend that money though i'm not opposed to them necessarily like bringing in a free agent if he's the person that they think can can get the job done so um and is a trade technically i i guess it is not really paying a transfer if you pay tam for somebody because mls gives you that money um
1: anyway uh i guess that uh anything else you got to add john I don't. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the Spirit game more than I'm looking forward to the next Cincinnati <laughs> game, without it, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, I'm in that same boat too. Unless it's a signing, a signing would
0: bring me back in. If I hear Emil Asad's back, or I hear that there's some other player that they brought in, um, I, I'll, you consider me back into the fold. But uh, till then, it's kind of it's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, Anyway, thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you for your comments and questions. Patreon.com slash RFG Refugees. Twitter.com slash RFG Refugees. Search the RFG Refugees podcast on Facebook. Thank you all so, so much for listening, and we will catch you all next week. Vamos. Vamos.